Hello. Thanks for connecting to the teachings of Prophet Lovi Elias. May you be blessed by this teaching and may your life never be the same. To get the most value from this word, empty your heart and be ready to receive. If you have been impacted by this ministry and want to sow into it, please visit prophetlovi.com or revelationchurchla.org. Now here's our prophet, Dr. Lovi Elias. Listen to me. I want to teach you about can God hear you or can God hear me? How do you know that when you pray that God has heard you? Uh, this amen is too small. Me, I will. Uh, or you are sure every time you pray, God hears you? How many pe- people are sure every time you pray, God hears you? Can I be honest with you? You are all lying. You believe, but you don't know. How do you know? No, 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 not me. When you're at home. (laughs) How do you know for sure? You see, there is something I want to reveal to you that you will never leave the place of prayer until you know God has spoken to you. Amen, amen, amen. Woman of God, are you okay? Are you okay? Yes. You know this prophetic thing is real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God bless you. God bless you. Please sit down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So listen to me clearly. It is different to pray and to say, I believe God heard me. And to know God heard you. You see, many believers, we operate with that realm. That I prayed by faith because I prayed God has heard me. That's not true. It doesn't work like that. You need to have an assurance. Ah, Bishop. God bless you, Bishop. I didn't, I didn't see your mask up like, a, like Bain. I could not tell it was you. Please clap for the Bishop. You're looking handsome as usual. Glory to God. So, as a child of God... You need to come up. You see, faith is substance. Faith is not hope. You are praying in hope thinking you are praying in faith. I don't know if you heard the difference. Hope is I know that God will hear me when I pray. Faith is I already received from God what I was praying for. Amen. Some people want to clap, some people don't. I'm trying to open your eyes to something here. Do you know why I am sure that when I tell I'm seeing her holding two kids is true? It is not simply because I saw a vision. There is something that I contact that guarantees that it was not just something I saw. It was real. Amen. So whatever I declare by the spirit of God, it is established whether you like it or not. There is a, there is a message I got today. Um, I, I actually saw it today, but it was sent a while ago. Once in a while, I browse through like my Instagram and stuff and I, and I see some things. Um, and I saw this message of a lady. She said, Papa, I came uh, uh, in February with one of my, I think my brother's uh, sister-in-law or my brother and his wife. And they had no baby. And you told her by the time she sees you next, 
she will be pregnant with a baby. She said she, when they went home, she had a dream that I told her she would be due in November. And she told her sister-in-law, and her sister-in-law said, then you should be pregnant now. They tested she's pregnant due in November. Now, when I am saying these things, I am not saying them by accident. I am saying them whether you like it or not, it's happening. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. amen. You are breaking through, you are breaking through, you are breaking through, you are breaking through. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whether the enemy likes it or not. Even if your faith is not enough. Sit, sit, sit for two seconds. You see, Apostle, some people think we are arrogant. We just know something they don't know. You see, the Bible says something. It says, those who know their God shall be strong. And they will do exploits, meaning that they will do things that others can't do. Not because they don't have God, but they don't know him. So as a child of God, you have to come out of praying in hope. And praying, and you enter into praying in faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So other people will not see it, but you will know you have it. Amen. If you pray and you say, let's see what God is going to do, you have zero faith. Let me, you know. Amen, amen. (laughs) I'm just telling you the truth. If you pray and you say, Pa, let's see, let's see how God is going to move. Let's just trust God. Mm. Trust is in hope that you will come through. Faith is you have already come through. Amen. 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 See. Do you know why so many Christians take trophies in praying for so many hours? It's because they think the length of time determines that God has heard you and answered you. So they will come out and say, you know me, I fasted for 60 days and nights. It's by grace and the anointing of God. But when they minister, zero eminence of anything. Not even a spark, nothing. Then they will see a dreadlock African boy showing up. Yeah, amen. That can prophesy at will, do anything at will. Yeah. And it offends them because they don't know God. So when they see me and they see what God is doing, they they are confused because they thought their lack of swag meant they are holy. Can I be honest? Be honest. honest. They want to dress. They think that is the evidence of God's power. No, 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 no. My brother, my sister. God is above how you look. Amen, amen, amen. 
God is far beyond your, every time you think God will do something because of what you have done, you're already far from his will. Because that means that God is waiting on you. Yet as children of God, we are meeting God where he is. And to meet God is not about you physically. It is about your inner man touching your soul and your soul aligning to the purpose of the spirit of God. Amen. So unless, unless, unless you have understood the mechanics, the protocols, of the spirit you will remain somebody that is struggling in prayer thinking because I prayed for 40 days 40 nights I pray every day I read my Bible all the time I spend time with God that is not what makes your prayer be answered you see in the realm of the spirit faith is what God doesn't listen to what I'm saying God is not listening to what you're saying. God is listening to the faith inside what you're saying. That is what God is communicating with. So if I sit there and say, Father, you can do it, huh? So God looks at that and he looks at the content of faith inside. Father, you can do it or you have done it. You don't know him yet. You're not ready yet. So God waits for you to elevate. What proves that God has heard you is not simply because you have received what you have prayed for. Because Satan can also bring what you prayed for. In order to lead you out of the way. But in you, you will think you encountered God. But after you have received what you prayed for. You realize that your spirit and everything to do with spirituality in your life has gone cold. The things you have are no longer a push to pursue Jesus anymore. Many of you, you think you had breakthroughs. It was a trap. Many times the evidence that God has heard you is because he has not given you what you prayed for. Mm. Wow. Good. I know people didn't like that. You see, prayer is about a response from God. Now, if the psalmist is saying, David is saying, Hear me, oh God. He's telling God. Go to verse 1. He's saying, Father, hear me. Hear my cry, oh God. And attend unto my prayer. It means God doesn't do it to everybody. Just because you pray doesn't mean he heard you. You may be praying. You find in other Psalms, it says, Lord, don't turn your face from me. Don't give me your back, Lord. Please give me your face. Why? Because you have been deceived to think every time you have prayed, God has responded or heard you. Doesn't work like that. 
You see, the reason why I'm telling you these things, listen, guys, if you look at me, there is nothing about me that is orthodox. I'm just here to mess you up so that you can know Jesus. Amen, amen. amen. You see, there is a mistake that I notice, right? There is a mistake that I notice. A lot of the men and women of God that God is raising in our time, they are trying to be men of God of the past. They are trying to preach like the men of God of the past. They are trying to continue what the men of the past did. Not even continue, to, co- to sustain it. But yet, if you are in another dispensation, there must be a message for that dispensation. Amen. good. That is why for me, I don't try to be like anybody. You like me, you like me, you don't like me, I don't like you either. It's that simple. I love you, I don't like you. We don't have to be friends. I know those who will hear me are those Jesus has sent to me. I'm not here to impress when people say, you know, if you look different, people will hear you. That's, I know for a fact you are not sent to me. Amen, amen. If you cannot discern God in what I am doing, don't come. You will occupy a chair that somebody that needs deliverance, the prophetic will receive. Amen. Glory be to the Lord. Glory be to the Lord. John the Baptist did not care. Ah, people are too hypersensitive. Me. Ah. So capture this by the spirit of God. You are not called to be somebody that interacts with an example. You are in a relationship, but you don't even know if your partner said hello, good morning, if you're good or bad. You think keeping certain laws means relationship. No, it doesn't. The basis of a relationship is the fact that I can interact with you and I know you have interacted with me. Not in hoping, not in thinking, but I know for a fact. You see, the world operates, when you are a baby Christian, you operate in hope. When you mature in Christ, you operate with a knowing. It is not just I feel, I think, is I have the evidence. Amen. I have the evidence that I met God, I spoke to God, I I touched God. So the first thing that you have to understand, and this will humble you, it will humble you and position you to be humble enough to place yourself before God in a way that God will respond to you. Let me give you a simple example. When you read scripture, those who are in the presence of God in heaven. The 24 elders, do they speak to God standing? I'm asking you a genuine question. When you read the book of Revelation, what does it say? And the 24 cast their crowns, bowed before him. The seraphims, they are covering themselves. Not because God is dangerous. They have an awe, a respect for God. An honor for God. That even the Lord Jesus, every time he prayed, he did what the 24 elders are doing in heaven on their knees. You, when you pray, you just say, Father God, I just know Father God. Angels are looking at you like, does this person know who he's talking to? 
even your body language says that you're not ready for you to be received by God. Amen. When you pray at home, Father, you pray laying down in your bed. Father, you just know, Lord. And you think you, and then somebody asked you, did you pray? You said, yeah, you know, I pray all the time. Hmm. I'm always in prayer. Look at how disrespectful you are to God. Mm. That you're talking to your creator. You have become so comfortable. That's why you cannot touch God. Mm. I'm just being real with you. I'm just going to pray, you know, laying down, Father, in the name of... Even the devil knows uh, make, when she lays down, we just make him or her go to sleep and miss everything. You have no spiritual discipline. And the lack of spiritual discipline already, if you have no structure, do you realize that God is very structured? Everything about the kingdom of God is structured. When you look at your prayer life, does it actually have structure? Does it actually have structure? That through that structure, you know that you are ready to talk to God. This thing is not just a spiritual thing. You know, what proves that you are a spiritual person? Is not just what goes on inside of you, but it's also what is outside of you. Jesus had a discipline in the way he prayed. And every time he came from prayer, he said, I only do what I've seen my father do. You, when you pray, what did your father tell you? Or did you only go with your agendas? You just went and presented what you wanted. And after it, you said, amen, and you left. You never heard anything from him. So how do you know he answered you? Do you see how far off we are from the Lord? The number one thing that guarantees that you can guarantee that God has heard you. Listen to what the Bible says. Those that come to God but must know that he is. Who is he? That he is doesn't mean he exists because even the devil knows that. You need to ask yourself. James says this, you fear the Lord. Well and good. Even demons fear and they actually tremble. So your consciousness of God is not enough. Because even the devil fears him more than you do. The devil respects him more than you. That's why he trembles. So what is the difference between you and the devil? Do you realize demons came 
to Jesus when he came off the boat. They presented, they went on their knees. They said, son of God, we know who you are. Please, we beg you in the name of God. Don't send us to the pit. They are praying in the name of God. They are pleading to Jesus that Jesus actually granted the prayer of demons. You missed the point. Demons interceded their case. They said, Lord, please, we beg you in the name of God. Don't send us to the pit, but please allow us to go into the pigs. The way they presented themselves, even Jesus said, okay, go into the pigs. Okay. You see, the problem with you Christians is you don't think. Jesus granted the prayer of demons. But look how they came. They came knowing that he is. Yeah. Amen. Okay, I think this message is not for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Demons can get their prayer answered. You, you can't. That should make you slap yourself. (laughs) Prophet Reuben, is this not true? This is in your Bible. Don't look at me like you're looking at a stranger. They came and they bowed. They said, son of the living God, we know who you are. We plead with you in the name of God, please. Because when they came, Jesus looked at him. Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus commanded them to leave. Come out, they said, please, we beg you. In the mercies of God. Then Jesus said, who are you? Said, uh, we are legion, we are many. Please, we beg you. Notice while Jesus is casting them out, they pleaded. They said, sir, we beg you. Until Jesus said, wait, 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 let me hear their petition. There is a reason why David is saying, hear my cry. A prayer that has not developed into a cry, you are still. Hallelujah. A prayer that doesn't have desperation, dependence on God, knowing that God is your only way out. Yes, God. You have still not started to pray. Yes. You have still not even understood what prayer is. Come on. Sit down for two seconds. Many of you, your prayer is motivated by the pain of what you're going through. Mm. Not the desperation and your need for God. Mm. Your situation pushes you closer to Jesus than your love for Jesus. That Jesus is your lifeline. Come on. You cry to God because if you don't pay your rent, you'll be outside. You don't cry to God because God, the way I love you, even if I'm outside, I am okay. As long as I have you. That's good. 
That's too good. Jesus, as long as I have you, I don't even care if you take care of my rent. I don't care if you take care of my mortgage. I don't care about that. I just want you. Yes. That is the cry. Yes. That is the igniter of every prayer. Amen. So good. See, 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 see. Many of you, to be honest with you, you have never prayed. Can I be real? Yes. yes. You are just spoiled you in a prophetic house. But in reality, many of you have never prayed. When you come to this church, because of the saturation of the prayer that is already here, by apostle, by myself, by the leaders here, when you enter here, your prayers are getting answered, not because you prayed. It is the atmosphere that you are in yeah. has facilitated things for you. Yeah. But that's not how it should be only. Yes, that should be like that here for sure. But is that the only way it should be? Absolutely not. Never. Many of you have never prayed. I'm just being extra real with you. You have called on his name, but you have never prayed. Do you know what God is attracted to? A broken spirit and a contrite heart you will not reject. You are being rejected because you have never been broken before him. Amen. You pray just, okay, if God comes through, cool. But if God doesn't come through, Shanene will pull me out. That business, you know, something good will come up. Let me just pray because that's what we do. But not because without Jesus. I'm just being honest with you. Many of you have not prayed yet. Do you know why Jesus had a, such a strong discipline? He knew that his very existence was hanging on his relationship with God. You, you don't think so. You love Jesus, but you actually don't believe that. You don't believe that your life as a believer is truly based and is balanced on completely Jesus. You don't believe that. You think you do. But how do we know that you actually believe that? Look at your life. Look at your spiritual life. You will know. You know people say that God, God truly looks into the heart. Well the Bible says that a good man brings good things out of the treasures of the heart. And a bad person brings bad things out of their heart. What are you manifesting is proving what is inside. So God doesn't need to look inside of you. He just needs to look outside of you. It is already evidence of what is going on inside of you. Are you listening to me? I'm being honest with you. Many of you have not yet prayed. You have started, but you have not yet prayed. 
God will never reject a broken path. Imagine the, the, the elders. The 24 elders are in heaven. They've been in heaven. But they are still so broken for him. That he has given them crowns. They take it off. They said, no, only you deserve it. We are not even worthy to be here. They bow them. They take off whatever he has given them. Their desperation is what has made them elders. And do you know what to be an elder means? It means somebody that has matured. An elder doesn't necessarily mean you're old. Because in the spirit it's not about age. So the issue is. From what place are you praying for? Because that determines if God can hear you. The Bible says that. Anyone that does not have love is like a noise. Bling, 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 bling. That's how you sound to God. God just. And that love is, first of all, your honest desire for Him. And love is not an emotional feeling. Love is action. Love is a verb. How broken are you? How have you broken yourself in order for you to have him? Because that determines if God can hear you or not. You see, in our dispensation, sin is no longer the problem. Because Jesus paid that price. And even if you read in the Old Testament when God spoke to Jeremiah, he said, listen, my hands are not short to save, nor my ears dull to hear. But your sins have separated you from me, not me to you. Something has separated you from me. Me, I am here. But something has separated you. When Jesus came, the sin was no longer an issue. We, we repent before God. God is ready to go, but your holy, righteous, but God doesn't answer you. Because in reality, you have never really spoken to him. I'm sorry, I gotta tell you the truth. Many of you cried before God because your husband may have left you, before your wife, because your wife may have left you, because of cancer, because of financial difficulty, because of this, because of that, situations of life. But never, because you know, sometimes I look at my nephew and even my son. Sometimes my nephew will ride with me. Sometimes it will just be me and Andrew. Sometimes it will be me and him. And sometimes it will be both of us. That my nephew will look at me. Rio will look at me. And start crying like somebody died. I'm like, Rio, what's wrong? He said, I just, I can't wait for God to talk to me the way he talks to you. This is real. The last time I had to have a conversation with him and I told him, young man, calm down. (laughs) 
in due time it is coming. I am preparing you, I'm preparing your brother. If you look at him, he's crying even now. This is a real thing. You, ah, Father anoint me, but you don't want him. Father, give me the ability to see visions that I may prophesy. But you don't want him. You want witchcraft. Can I be honest? I'm just being honest. No, you don't want the Lord. You want witchcraft. You want juju. And you know, Satan can creep in on you because of your desperation for power and not for Jesus. When there is a cry, God will attend to your prayer. The Bible says that God stores up every tear. This tear is not the tears of life. It is the tears of how much you love him. Let me tell you, the biggest encounter I ever had in my life was one time I prayed and he wasn't coming, he wasn't coming, he wasn't coming. I I felt, I, I cried worse than any funeral I've ever been in. I was so broken because I was like, Lord, you're going to just reject me. Like That's when he appeared. All of a sudden there was somebody in my room. You see, your brokenness is what says or depicts your need for him. To say that I am not together unless you put me together. Amen. I don't even want to exist. I don't even want to exist. You see, that is the beginning of authentic positioning for God to attend to your prayer. So when David is saying, hear my cry, O God, notice the cry and the prayer are two different things. The cry calls God and when God comes, he will attend to prayer. The cry and the prayer, two different things. The cry is the consistent desire and need for God. Prayer is just a petition that whether it is answered, whether it is given, it does not matter because you have him. Many of you... Your walk with God changes if you didn't get healed. Because you don't have a cry. You just have a need. You have a prayer. God, if you love me, why do I still have cancer? So you think God's love for you is not measured by eternal life. I don't think you got it. You are measuring the love of God with a temporary thing. Even if God gives you a hundred years right now, you are still going to die. 
unless the rapture happens. In 200 years, if Jesus hasn't come, we will be history. A completely different set of people will be sitting here. But you don't think like that. So you have based your relationship with God on temporary things, not on eternal purpose. When you have developed a cry and a desire for Jesus, you long to be with him. There is a longing. I wish... Can you do me a favor? Please keep this Psalm 61. Go to Ecclesiastic chapter 7 verse 4. And I want you to read that in NIV, not King James. Because it will be even more plain. Ecclesiastic chapter 7 verse 4. Do you have it? Yes. Read it to me. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. But the heart of fools is in the house of pleasure. What, what version are you reading? King? NIV. NIV. Read it one more time. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. But the heart of fools is in the house of pleasure. Do you realize Jesus said that? He said it's better to be where there is a funeral than it is to be where people are partying. Do you realize that Jesus said the same thing? Do you realize Jesus lived knowing that he's leaving the world? You, you live life every day thinking only about breakthroughs, not thinking about one day I am going to be in heaven with Jesus. So you don't even prepare for that, but you claim you love him. When your wisdom increases, you realize that, ah, Lord, I want you so much. If you allow me to be here, I will do whatever you need me to do. But please hurry up for me to do this so I can be with you. Now, God will attend to you because there is a cry to be with him. Amen. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. They were saying we look forward to the day to be with God, but right now we are here so we got to do this. Amen. Listen to me. Until that becomes a mindset, you have never prayed. The first thing that God told Abraham when he came to him, God did not tell Abraham about him. He told him about his descendants. It means you won't be around. Your descendants will be great. Your descendants will do this. You will be their father. But your descendants. So Abraham knows I'm going to die. But my descendants will be great. Many of you. You want angelic encounter. But to be honest with you. You don't want it. Some encounters. They will even tell you the day you're leaving. Hmm. Many of you don't want that. If you have never thought about your destination and your place in heaven to be with Jesus for eternity, you have not yet prayed. It means every prayer you have ever prayed is nothing. It's carnal. 
is without substance. Is without bones. Do you realize that miracles, breakthroughs, they are to edify, to strengthen the church, but not to keep the church. We are supposed to go home. This is very sobering. Because if you have never knelt down and in your prayer, many of you say, Father, I just want to see your face. I want to have a vision. There is no longing of Lord. You can even take me now. I just want you. You guys, many of you, maybe even point one, point zero, point zero, 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 zero. Half one that have even ever thought of that in prayer. David is saying, Please hear me. Why should God deliver you? Why should God heal you? Yet your life is not even to accomplish a mission so you can go and be with Him. Why? What is the point of receiving deep prophecy, receiving deep healing, receiving all these great things and you die and go to hell? Let me talk to people who really want to hear the word of God. When Smith Wigglesworth was alive, he raised a lot of people from the dead, but he's dead. When Catherine Kuma was alive, she healed so many people by herself, she died of sickness. Elijah raised people, even his bones. Elisha raised people, even his bones raised somebody from the dead, but he was dead. And died of sickness in old age. All these good things, they are to make us accomplish a mission for God. They are not here to actually be the measure of our relationship. How do you know you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? When that cry is there. The moment that die cries, your relationship with Jesus is in trouble. Hear me. Hear me. I am telling you this from experience. I am not telling you this from something somebody told me. The first time I met Mike, didn't I tell you the same thing? I told him, don't ever let that cry die. The moment it dies, you'll be separated from God and you don't even know. Your measure of your relationship with God. You see, the danger is this. Jesus has done so much for us. So we may be just give me jimmies or gold diggers because we are measuring it by what he has done but not on our side. Jesus is a faithful companion, lover, God. But are we? Are we that? Where is your cry? When that cry is there, 
That's why the Bible says, seek first the kingdom. The kingdom is not a place. It's a person. When you find that person, that's why it doesn't say heaven lives inside of you. It says the kingdom of God. It is Jesus that holds up everything. When Jesus is in you, everything else is added, but the measure. You see, Peter had betrayed, had denied Jesus. And after he denied Jesus, he felt so condemned. Jesus appeared a few times to them, but Peter never got that opportunity. But there's a day Peter went fishing with his brothers. While they were fishing, he saw Jesus from afar. Jesus was on the shore starting up a fire, telling them, bring the fish you caught, I'm going to cook it. When Peter saw him, Peter dove in the water and swam to Jesus while the other guys were rowing to Jesus. He swam across to go and be with Jesus. And when he got to Jesus, Jesus asked him, Peter, do you love me? Peter was crying. Three times did Jesus ask him. Why did Jesus ask him that? Jesus was trying to restore him. Because Peter had realized that he had missed it. But now he has it right. Without that brokenness, God can't put you together. When that brokenness is there, there is a second thing that happens that proves that God has heard you. Without that cry, forget God heard you. I am the first one to tell you that. Whether you like it or not, it's a fact. The children of Israel were crying in Egypt. God never answered. Moses goes on the mountain. God comes and says, I have heard their cry. I know their pain. I want you to go and set them free. What? Why didn't you go to the people who are praying? I heard you, Moses, because you are carrying their burden. I am not here for entertainment purpose. If I was here to entertain you, I would deceive you. But I'm not here to make you do some rituals. I want you to have a genuine relationship with God Almighty. That you know for a fact, not you hope, not you think... That because I did this, but there is an, you know, because every time there is prayer, there is an encounter. Are you listening to me? When there is a cry, there is another thing. Go to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 33, verse 15. Let me show you why Moses was great. Exodus 33, 15. And I have five minutes and I'll be done. I won't be long today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God tells Moses, go. Take the people to the place I have shown you. Go into the promised land. And it will be well with you. Do you know what Moses answered God? Listen to what Moses said. And he said unto him, if thy 
presence go not with me, carry us not from hence. Many of you, you don't know that God is tricking you and he's saying, go, I have given you that house. Many of you will just say, yay. Moses say, hey. If your presence is not going, don't even tell me to get out of here. Moses understood that where the presence of God was, there will always be freedom. There will always be liberty. It is an assurance that when he's talking to God, God can hear him. Because he can tell that he's there. How many of you yearn for the presence of God? Not only do you have the cry, but you yearn. Do you know I never get off my knees when I'm praying until the presence of God is there. Then I actually give my petition. Without that, I'm not even praying. I'll be there, I'll cry to God. I'll cry to God. When his presence comes now, I know I can ask anything, I can say anything, he will answer me because his presence is freedom. His presence is his ears. His presence is his face looking upon you. No presence, no breakthrough, no deliverance, no nothing. Even when the Lord Jesus was preaching, the Bible said, and the presence of God was there. The power of God was available. The reason why you don't get your answers to prayer is you don't even know when to present your petition. When you pray and pray and the presence comes, now any petition, in fact God himself will even give you prophetic, okay let me give you an example. Have you ever had a time you are just praying and you are cool by yourself, you are just praying, all of a sudden a presence enters the room and all of a sudden your own personality changes. Look how it happens. You find yourself just rekabasha. I tear down. Who is telling you to tear down? The presence has put a prayer inside of you. Amen. That you start pulling down strongholds, sorcery, witchcraft, without anybody saying anything. You just know that that is the prayer for the moment. There are times that presence will come. All you will do is cry and love God even more. The Bible is telling you, you know not what you ought to pray, but the spirit of God gives you. But you want to pray without the presence. So it means you're wasting in prayer. (laughs) I have one minute, sit down. If you can master these two things, the cry and the presence. Let me tell you, there is nothing you will ever call on to God you won't get. The reason why it is so easy for me, I am telling you, I can just see visions anytime I want. Anytime. Today I was with Mama. Where where did we go? Stand, Mama. We went. 
I never had acne when I was growing up, okay? When I was a teenager, I never had acne, not a single one. But now, I'm, I'm a f- older man, fine wine. All of a sudden, my skin is doing some strange stuff. For the past three months, it was deep. So finally, mama was like, all right, let's go to a dermatologist, took me there. So they gave me this thing, Accutin, that actually is drying up my lips a lot. But that's another story. (laughs) Actually, on that note, let me... So, part of the reason why they give you Accutin is now there's a thing where they have to check your blood, right? To make sure your, your organs are whatever it is they are doing. Okay. So... The first time I went, this Armenian lady loves me. And when I see Armenian, where are my Armenian people? Vonces. So I always go in there, Vonces, and they are loving. You know, they treat me so well. We, we talk, Lovijan, ah, this, this, we talk. So this lady was the one who was drawing my blood. So the first day we went, she actually got my vein quickly, got whatever I left, but we were talking. This next time she came, I have this... Tattoo on my forearm, it's Hebrew, it's uh, Psalms 116, verse 1 and 2 on my forearm. That, Rio, do you remember it? Stand up. Let me show you how I train my boys. Can you give me the, for just the two verses, go. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Amen. If I bring Andrew now and I tell him, tell me verse 6, he will say it without, they are not even thinking, it's inside of them. Amen. That's how I teach them. I teach them because, notice, notice the first thing that I taught them. Stand up again. Hear the first verse, verse 1 only. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. If the word voice there is also my cry and also my prayer. That is what I'm teaching them from early. Are you getting what I'm trying to do? Mm-hmm. So anyhow, we are, we are at the end. And they're not just saying verses to say. They understand what it is. Because all of them will be prophesying. But if I don't fix their foundation, they won't hear anything. So anyhow, I am in the doctor's office. This lady is like, oh, so what is that? I say, well, this, you know, I, I, I was born this way. I, you know, this was given to me by an angel. She was like, you mean angel? So I see 11, 11, 9, 9, 12, 12. What does that mean? I said, well, it depends on what those things mean to you. But for sure, God may be trying to get your attention. So what do you see with me? I said... Are you sure you want me to talk? (laughs) She was like, yeah, yeah. I said, okay, let me call my mom. So I said, mama, come. So mama popped in. Yeah. So I go in and she's saying, "Um, well, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? And and he said, yeah, I'll pray for you. And um, he he doesn't even get started praying. He kind of zones out and he goes in and he tells her I see an elderly man and he's sick who is that that's my dad 
And then um, I describe the disease from A to Z. From A I to t- Z. I tell this old man, I'm seeing him in a chair. Number one, stroke. Number two, he has a heart issue. His heart rate is low. This man is dying, but you know that you don't want him to die now and you feel like it's not his time. I want to pray for you that his life will be extended so that he doesn't die right now. Notice, in less than 30 seconds, when I called mama, she's like, yeah. I did, I, after I told her what I told her, then I prayed for her. Cry- we left her crying. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Do you she, know why? She I, closed the door. We had, he, she had other patients. She closed the door. I'm like, what is she doing? She closed the door. She said, don't worry about it. And he went in. <laughs> and then when we left, she goes, oh, God bless you. I'll see you next month. <laughs> we left her in tears. Why? I walk with the presence. Yep, 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 yep. Anytime he can answer me. If I ask what is going on, you will tell me. You are so jealous. Look at you. But you see, this is not something. This is not. This is because of positioning and relationship. Wherever I go, if the presence is not there, I don't move. That's why sometimes those who are close to me, they think I'm extra spontaneous because you never know what I will do. (laughs) If you're going to walk with me and you like order, it will be organized, but it will not be in your way. (laughs) And it will always work because there is somebody guiding me. So imagine a whole prophet, Moses, says, "Ah, if your presence doesn't go with me, Don't even tell me to get up. It was a test. Go. But I'm staying behind. Say, if your presence is not going, don't lead me from here. Don't even waste your time because I won't go. The reason why many of you choose the wrong relationship. The wrong job. The wrong living location the wrong city. No presence led you. The reason why you go to this church next week, you jump to another church next month, you're in another church. It is because you lack the presence. But the presence follows where there is a cry. I don't care how many elevation worship songs you sing, revelation worship songs you sing, heal song songs you sing. That is not what brings the presence of God. It's a lie. Do you know I correct, and Mike is my witness, Benny is my witness. I correct them all the time. I tell them, do you guys know that I know your prayer life? Ah, don't mess with me. I know things. <laughs> Just by the way you're worshiping God, I know if you know if you if you have a prayer life or you're dry. God doesn't care about your voice. You will never sing better than an angel. God is looking for the desire. Are you romancing God by how much you desire him? 
are you really loving him that you have a love relationship with him that when you come here you are displaying that relationship and you are bringing people into that relationship right now right now here right now what you are experiencing every service in and out it's my relationship with Jesus that is why we are sitting in this church if I didn't have a relationship what would I be teaching you it doesn't do I just need to open the Bible and tell you Matthew chapter this you can read that at home but the experience of the supernatural it is the relationship it is the relationship notice I'm just in here look at that lady I see you holding one child in this hand one another child on this hand yeah I have two twin girls how would I know that the relationship you struggle with your spiritual life because you pray without a cry. You are just going through motions. We are not a religion. We are a set apart people. We are children of the Most High God. We are not people who just go through motions, protocols. and No, that's not us. doesn't produce anything it will not save anybody's life you feel very righteous but empty today before I won't prophesy much because my message to you today is how bad do you love him you see when that presence is there anything you say will happen what makes a prophet is you walk with an atmosphere that permits whatever you say to come to pass. Amen, amen. That is why when people can't have children, I'll say, go, when you come back, you have a child. They go and they get pregnant. Amen. Somebody business was not working, I'll prophesy. You won't even tell me what's going on. I'll tell you what's happening and I'll tell you when it is going to open. How am I able to do that? I am in the place when you are in the presence of God, you are in the solutions of God. Amen. You will not be seeking the solutions. You are already in them. I want you to stand. And I genuinely want you to pray this prayer. The most important prayer a man can ever pray is to tell God, I want to know you. I want to know you beyond scripture. I want to have an encounter with you. That is the most authentic prayer. Thanks for joining us. We trust that what you have received today will change your life forever. Please follow us on social media at Prophet Lovi and Revelation Church LA for updates, events, and teachings. If you are interested in connecting with this teaching, head over to ProfitLovey.com or RevelationChurchLA.org and click on Giving. Revelation Church is located in Simi Valley, California and has prophetic service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to see you there. Until next time, Shalom.